You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today, we're going to talk about the most important part of your brand, you. Without you, your brand is nothing. You are the most important part of what you're doing. In this episode today, we're going to talk about emotional, relational, physical, and spiritual health. Quick disclaimer, this is not to replace professional treatment. However, it is going to be very helpful for us all. Today's guest is Rebecca Lyons. She is the author of Rhythms of Renewal. This is a book that I instantly fell in love with when I picked up. And during this conversation, we're going to cover all four parts of her book, which is four ways to replace stress and anxiety with peace and purpose. Hello, we could all use more of that in our lives, right? Especially in today's world. So get ready to take some notes and have your life changed. Here is my interview with Rebecca Lyons. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I, you know, I got the opportunity to hear you speak actually at a remote campus where I was listening to, it was something called Q Commons, and you gave a nine-minute talk about your new book that we're going to get into today. But in that nine minutes, I remember I was kind of sitting there, and as soon as it ended, I pulled out my phone and tried to find a way to contact you because I knew you were somebody I wanted to have on the Creating a Brand podcast. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Nine minutes is a, it goes real quick. (laughs) I'm I'm sure I was very impressed with the way you shared, but you have a new book called Rhythms of Renewal. And I think it's such an important topic that we haven't gotten into in the creating a brand podcast at this point, just because we need to talk about our, our mental health, our spiritual health. These are things that need to be talked about that entrepreneurs maybe aren't necessarily thinking about. We're thinking about how do we grow our brands? How do we grow our businesses? How do we just keep on moving ourselves to the next level? And we often will neglect ourselves uh, and our minds. And it's something that I just know that we need to talk about. So that's why I wanted to bring you on the show today to really get into the topics of your book. Well, I'm happy to do it. I've actually spoken at a couple entrepreneurial um, conferences because one of the major stressors for people, I think it was a recent stat, uh, was one out of five are um, considering leaving jobs out of work-related stress, which is crazy. It's partly because they just don't know what to do with it in today's moment because it seems to be an epidemic, whether it's loneliness or isolation or depression or anxiety. um, There's this sense of despair. And we're in this new world where we have a shortened lifespan for the very first time since, you know, for over a century where um, they're called deaths of despair. And it's truly this middle age high achieving person, it's either suicide or opioid addiction of some sort or cirrhosis of the liver through alcoholism. And so it's really these spiral, honestly, of a a lostness of hope. And I, and I think it's, that's why it's critical that we, we talk about these things and we give action steps, practical steps and, and get honest with really where we are because you can't heal what is hidden. So I think it's real important to bring these things to light. Yeah. And you talk about in your book, you call it trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. And I think that's beautifully said because the, the big struggle a lot of us are having these days is, is stress and anxiety, even if it's not necessarily diagnosed or anything like that. But it's something that a lot of us are just carrying more than we ever have before. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the world we live in. It's putting more pressure on us than ever before. And uh, it, it's a serious it's a serious thing. Like you're saying, it's something that needs to be talked about. And entrepreneurs, leaders, we need to really be focused on our mental health because for longevity, that's important, but also really living a life that you want to live. It's, it's important. Right. Because most people who are entrepreneurs, they're pretty passionate about the thing that they've created or are working to build. 
And none of us want to thwart that thing because we're not well, right? We know that um, for flourishing, we have to live within some constraints. And that's what these rhythms offer. There's, they're almost like boundaries, but they become a field guide, a field guide for fear, a field guide for being overwhelmed, that, that when we operate in rhythm, we, we, we flourish and we come alive. But when we get outside of those boundaries, uh, chaos ensues. And then mm-hmm. that's when we start to fall apart. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and I really want to go ahead and jump into this now. And I think the best thing I can do for, for my audience, the creating a brand listener and the creating a brand community members is really just to, to guide this conversation, but really let you run with it. You're the person that knows a lot about this and we've had a few conversations. So, you know, the audience as well, I believe. And I just want you to basically go through these rhythms of renewal, the four rhythms. Can you kind of give us an overview of them before we get into each individual one? Sure. So the four arrest, restore, connect, and create. And so rest and restore are input rhythms and connect and create are output rhythms. And the way I see it, this was me coming out of panic disorder nine years ago. Some people were like, why is she talking about this? How does she know? (laughs) And it's, it's me just learning honestly for my own, my own survival. Like, yes, I felt like I was walking through a healing journey and I am a person of faith. And I knew that I wanted to invite God into the, the middle of this mess. And with that though, I found that, that the nature of God created the universe in rhythm. He created our bodies in rhythm. So we've got heartbeat, pulse, breathing, and we've got days, weeks, months, years. We've got circadian rhythm. We've got waves on the beach that come in rhythm. We've got planets in orbit, like everything kind of happens in rhythm. And so I think there's almost this, uh, beautiful complementary way that when we get outside, all these things, when we, when we, we start to become human again, and we don't try to operate as a machine where we never turn off, or we think we can just sustain these like crazy work hours. I think what's happening right now is if 77% of society is experiencing physical symptoms of stress, it's just because quite frankly, we're tired and we're burnt out and we, our bodies are rebelling and they're just saying we can no longer continue to operate with at the rate that you're mentally pushing us um, because our mind kind of gets, our brain gets to be in charge. And so the brain gets all the reserves that, and then that leaves the body depleted. So if you don't sleep well at night, you wake up the next morning and you're just running on empty because the brain won't, won't stop and the body can never catch up. And so that's why we have racing heartbeat or shallow breathing or, or sleepless nights or in some ways, like a mind that won't quit. And so I think part of it's just going, okay, what are these rhythms? How do we do them? What's practical ways, just small, subtle ways every day. This is not like add 50 things to your to-do the to-do list. This is in my mind, an undo list. This is taking the things off your plate that are stressing you out. I mean, obviously there's a layer with work and with family and responsibility that, that, can be very stressful, but sometimes we pile on top of that. Um, maybe, you know, whatever our goals are, they're never enough. So we always just push ourselves to more because we're trying to prove something. And I think sometimes we have to unpack what is the drive really coming from? Is it coming from a wound where we're trying to measure our worth by our latest accomplishment or our do we have gratitude, honestly, in the work that we do and just celebrate and then give pause and, and then begin again? Like I think surrender is still a part of an entrepreneur's life 
too, right? Because you're going to launch things that that are wildly successful and you're going to launch things that fail. And yet, even in the failure, there's a lot to learn there and not to like shame yourself or condemn yourself or just say, you know, you know, my identity now and my worth is, is terrible. It's just, no, I, that wasn't, that idea didn't work, but now I learned a lot from it. And so part of it's being kind to ourselves, I think. So we don't push ourselves to the point, to the brink. Um, and so slowing down. So anyways, these are the rhythms, rest, restore, connect, create. Yeah, I'm excited to get into these today. Yeah, the first two are rest and restore. Those are input. Rest is all about spiritual health or fit, uh, like um, it's the inner life, you know, pausing, get quiet. Um, but I do talk about like routines for deep sleep or morning routine or quitting the work one day a week, just pausing and make that a day of intention with your people. Um, that's like, there's a, there's a word for it in Hebrew called Sabbath or Shabbat, but really, it really is just about slowing the work and making that a day of intention. And so we have teens and we have a little one cause we just adopted, but we, they are, um, you know, ages 18, 14, 12, or, I'm sorry, 18, 16, 14, and now six. <laughs> we wow. just brought her home That's from China. Right there. Yeah. China like 10 months ago. And she and my oldest have Down syndrome. So they almost are a barometer for the health of our home because they're not fully aware of all the tension, why there's tension, but they can read if there is. And, and so I think the rest of us are really mindful of that on a weekend where we say, Hey, let's make sure we put our phones down. And if this isn't a day to like punish you, cause you can't have your phones. You, you can certainly check it at some point later today, but like, let's just make sure this is a day of fun where we look at each other, we engage each person can kind of suggest what they would like to do that day. And, and it's kind of like the only rule is that we have to be together. And so last weekend, for example, we went for a hike. We have a trail near our house in the woods and like my older two threw a football while we walked. So it was kind of funny. Um, and the younger two, you know, were like throwing sticks and clearing the path or whatever, but it took forever, but it was together. And then just things like that, like stopping the work, I think is a rhythm of rest. That's really important. Um, tech detox I talk about, I mean, we all know that, you know, um, the blue light from a screen keeps telling you to wake up, but, um, the sunset, the natural sunset emits red light, which is melatonin for your body. So if you just go outside and you look at the sunset or you go for a walk in the evening, that actually slows you down. I agree with you. Many of us are not aware of what proper rest even looks like. You really shared a lot of wisdom with us. And I love this topic of rest for the creating a brand audience because we're talking about hustling a lot, not resting. It's something that we need to really learn more about. Rest more, hustle less. On a personal note, this is one that I need to work on the most. So thank you for sharing your wisdom on this topic of rest. Let's move into the second rhythm in your book. The second rhythm is restore. That's all about our physical health. And that's energy, reserves, food for fuel, or uh, making sure that we're raising our heart rate 15 minutes or more a day so that that produces serotonin in our brain so that that's a happy hormone. It gives you a sense of well-being and accomplishment, success. It gives you drive and energy to do, to do the entrepreneurial work you're excited about, right? So a lot of people, I think, who do really well um, in business probably have a decent workout routine because they understand the connection there. But sometimes, um, 
sometimes we forget or we just start working long hours and we start not taking care of ourselves and we find that it doesn't, our thoughts get cloudy. Um, we're not, we're not as on or sharp. We have less energy for our people. So it's easy to make it the first thing to go, right? It's kind of, yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, do you find that that's challenging in a busy work seasons or is it kind of like, no, that's just part of the drill. It, it can be, uh, you know, being completely transparent on this podcast, cause it's something I always like to do is, um, I got sick for seven weeks this year and I hadn't been sick in seven years. So it was really strange for me. I'm already a terrible patient. You can ask my wife. Um, she says I was, I was, I was acting like I was worse than I was. But anyway, I was sick for seven weeks, so I lost seven weeks of time, and I came back really stressed out, knowing okay, I got to get back into into resting and into restoring my body through fitness is one of those ways for me. But it was one of those things I was looking at the the to do list, if you will, that had grown over seven weeks where I was just doing the bare minimum, and the first thing to go is saying, you know what, I, I can't work out right now. And I remember telling my wife that I just feel like I don't have time to work out. But it was one of those things that when I did actually pick it back up and I began restoring myself in that way, I started actually accomplishing more in a day and I started feeling even better. So I didn't sit at 80% health. I worked my way back up to 100% health by pushing myself when it was time to do that because obviously you don't want to do it too soon. But yeah, so I started working out and I thought it really helped a lot. Yeah, that's one of the last chapters I write in the Restore Rhythm is push yourself. Because I think sometimes and this this audience probably does that really well. <laughs> A lot of people who are self-starters and self-employed or whatever run companies, you are, you are pushing yourself. You are self-starters. Um, I would think the challenge a lot um, for this audience might be the rest piece because it feels like it's optional. You know, it's kind of like, well, I mean, I, I'll take a little time for a morning routine, but I, I gotta, I gotta hit the gym quick and then start my day. And part of the morning routine and the rest rhythm is all about just examining the heart for a moment. Um, just making sure that I'm, am I okay? If I'm a person of faith, are God and I okay? Um, is there anyone I've withheld forgiveness from, or I have like growing frustration that can turn into a little bit of bitterness, uh, making sure that that is kind of honest. I think, um, one, one of the rhythms is, um, one of the expressions is get quiet, like, you know, just to be still and listen. And we can't, that's real hard for a lot of us. Type A's, accomplishing people are like, oh, why? Why would I get quiet? I mean, <laughs> turn something on, please. Uh, but part of that, again, I think sometimes the, the freshest ideas or the freshest revelations of thought, like ingenuity, creativity, come in the quiet. And, um, and they don't come when we copy something else. Because if you, if you watch something or you scroll, um, you're going to have ideas in like invading your mind, but they're not original. You're just copying and comparing. If you get quiet at some point, your brain, your subconscious brain, when you go for a walk, your subconscious brain starts to just unfold. And you'll be surprised that you get these original thoughts that you didn't see someone else do. You're like, Oh, I think this actually came from my own brain. <laughs> um, and that's the most, that's actually the, one of the best gifts you could give your, your company is that you're coming up with new things that are innovative that you, that somebody else didn't just do yesterday that you're just trying to do better. You know, I think 
and then the passion comes with those ideas. I, I mean, how many of us think of an idea and we're like, oh, wait, 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 you got to hear this like this, because you know, it came to you. It wasn't something that you, you know, picked up from someone else. And so I think get quiet while it feels really challenging and might like feel like a waste of time. That's when some of those best ideas surface. So for me as a writer, you know, I'm not going to plagiarize a book. I mean, I need some real original thoughts. Real quick, just with rest and restore the inputs, um, just to speak to what you're talking about. I mean, for me, I remember when I got the idea for creating a brand, I was actually on a, I was just running and I was listening to, sometimes I listen to some quiet music in the background while I'm running that's just um, like all instrumental. So that's exactly what I was listening to. I just remember it just kind of hit me. I wasn't thinking about business. I was just resting. And uh, for me, running is a little bit relaxing, might sound crazy to some people, but I find it soothing and relaxing. And I remember I stopped about, I was about a mile into my run and this just idea just hit me. I stopped, I sat down, I wrote it down and then got back to my run. But it's true. A lot of those ideas, they come from us being willing to, to rest and take time to restore ourselves. Because like you're saying, if you're just sitting there watching a screen and you're trying to get these ideas, stress and anxiety comes on real quick because you're seeing how quick some people are able to scale and grow or how far ahead they are. And that just makes you feel more stressed and more anxious. You're like, how on earth am I even going to catch up or, or stay in this game with these people, right? Right, exactly. And once you start comparing, I mean, that's the thief of joy. We know that. And and so then all of a sudden, even the work that used to inspire you, inspire you just becomes drudgery. You're like, ah. Uh. And it's crazy that we could go from being so passionate about something and just on fire for it and then hitting burnout where we're like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. And the truth isn't that you don't, maybe, maybe your work will shift in the things you offer, but the passion that fueled it doesn't shift. Like that personality that you bring to your work is still there. And when it's healthy, it's going to come back and it's going to have new innovation. And I think sometimes, um, people don't want to take a break because they think they're losing ground or they're missing out. And, my, my thing that I just think the rule of rest is, is if you don't rest your work or you don't rest your mind or you don't rest your body, your work's going to take a break regardless. Um, it's just going to be called burnout. So you can either be proactive about it or you can be reactive years later when you just feel like you don't have any passion anymore. Um, but either way, your body your mind, your body, everything needs to take a pause to get refueled so that you can bring something fresh, something new to what you're doing. Yeah, that's so good. And you call both of these input. So again, these are your first two rhythms of renewal. That's rest and restore. And you call them inputs because that's that's because you're pouring into yourself, right? Is that the way you've called it? That? Right. And the way I separate the two. So rest to me is it's your mind, will, and emotions. It's your, it's your bot, it's your brain, your inner life, your your, your almost conscious way of just like slowing down and making sure on a heart level, um, that you're good, that you're okay. Um, and sometimes this feels ethereal for someone who's a practitioner. You're like, well, I don't really need counseling or therapy. I just want to do the work. I'm not saying you have to go to counseling. That's not, but I do think if you can't actually, communicate or verbally process on some level, like if how you're doing internally, um, that's going to come out in your relationships with your coworkers, um, with your ability to be content and celebrate and grateful when you do accomplish something. 
like the well-being of us internally is really important if we're going to be offering things to the world because you could just be a robot at that point who just production 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 but that's not what makes you that's not actually what makes you come alive or defines your worth it's really more like who are you as an individual as as um a friend as as a son or a daughter as as a spouse a husband or a wife you know like who are you as humans and how what do you have to offer um, another person, uh, Victor Frankel, I'm a huge fan. He, uh, wrote man's search for meaning in the forties and Hebrew man, he survived Jewish man survived four concentration camps in three years during the Holocaust. And he was just renowned in his psychiatric understanding. And he said that unlike Freud, who said that we're made for pleasure or Adler, who said that we're made for power, Frankel determined that we are actually made for meaning, that life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but by lack of meaning and purpose. And he defines meaning in three ways. He says, mm-hmm. it's your love, like your ability to give and receive true love. It's your work, which a lot of us here on this podcast can resonate with the work front. And then it's your bravery and suffering. And so I think it's this holistic picture of health. Like maybe some people, and we'll get to the output rhythms. Maybe some people on this podcast are killing it in the create rhythm. Like they have a lot of deliverables they're giving to the world and they see a lot of success there. The problem is when the lights fade and, you know, the, the day is done and the deal is won or the company is sold, who are you? Who, who do you have to come back to? <laughs> um, those are soul searching questions that, that sometimes a life of workaholism can cover or hide. Um, but I think in the end, you know, we're not going to end our lives with stacks of money piled around our deathbed. Like it's going to be about who are the people that we were true to and honest to, and we were healthy with. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I think back to to us being the brand ultimately, like creating a brand. We're all about growing our businesses and things like that. But at the end of the day, we're we're the brand. It's us. And one thing that I always look at is when I'm looking at working with a new partner or company, I look at the people that are running it. I look at how they're taking care of themselves because at the end of the day, like you're saying, you're going to hit burnout. You're going to hit a spot where you don't know your own value anymore because you've just been just pouring out so much and just going on the grind every single day. So I think it's really great that we start off with talking about inputs because I believe that the outputs don't work without the inputs being right. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Yes. Yes. You can't, you can't run if you cannot rest. And a lot of people think they run to earn rest, but it's the opposite. You actually run fueled from rest. You act, you're going to be so much better at running if you already got a good night's sleep and you ate a healthy breakfast and you're, you know, you, you kissed your spouse on the way out the door and your, your kids gave you a huge, like there's a fullness that comes in this holistic posture of rest that you then can, you can do all this output from the overflow of a posture of rest versus like scarcity mentality fueling your work. Cause if you operate from scarcity, as you begin to work and offer something else, Everything will be transactional. Every single thing will be like, well, he didn't or she didn't or I need to. And it's kind of this one-upping versus going, no, I'm filled up. I feel whole. I feel satisfied. Now I get to work from rest, from a contentment, from a gratitude place. And I just think 
there's just a lot more blessing, um, that comes with that. Even scripturally, like God on the seventh day, he, he rests after he creates and then he blesses that day. And I truly believe that rest precedes blessing that when we begin from a posture of rest, there's almost like, um, an extra measure of motion on the things we put our hands to because we're not like striving so hard or grabbing so hard. It's like some things just open up. Creating a brand just launched something new for you. We released 15 online courses on our website, six of which are free and require no registration. Our courses cover a wide range of topics from blogging to podcasting, winning at networking, personal development, and so much more. Ultimately, each course is designed to help you succeed while saving you time and money. I want to challenge you to enroll in one of these courses today. Please visit creatingabrand.com slash courses to get started. In addition, if you enroll in one of our premium courses, you'll receive free access to all current and future courses, plus a membership to the Creating a Brand community where you can connect directly with me and with other entrepreneurs. If you're ready to take the next step in your life or in business, please visit creatingabrand.com slash courses and enroll today. So far, we've covered the first half of your book in this episode, which is your input rhythms, rest and restore. Now let's jump into the second half. This is what you call output rhythms, connect and create. So connect is relational health. My idea with the book is that each rhythm builds upon the one prior. So you've got, you've got you know, your inner life is good. Now you have physical endurance. So now you're strong enough to offer something to someone else. So now relationships. Relational health is huge because... Um, I just seven chapters for each rhythm in the book. So this one is your first output rhythm. And I talk about leading with vulnerability or apologizing first. Like how do you handle conflict resolution? How do you welcome someone in potluck over perfect, like making people feel invited and wanted. Um, and then also like longer term things, whether it's, um, marriage, like what does commitment really mean? on the days you don't feel like it, you know, endurance for those relationships and investing and doubling down for the long haul. Uh, one of the chapters is about physical touch, how if you just hold a hug for longer than three to five seconds, it raises oxytocin in your body, which is emits these feelings of uh, togetherness and connection and belonging, which again, we all need embrace just like we need, you know, eye contact, uh, just like we need serotonin, oxytocin, like all these things are chemicals. You know, a lot of times in mental health world, we'll say I have a chemical imbalance. So I need to get on an SSRI or a certain kind of medication that helps stabilize those things. And that might be the case for people, um, sometimes in the short term, um, sometimes it lasts a little longer, but the goal is there are actual natural ways to increase those chemicals in your brain, just through embrace, just through physical activity, just through eye contact and connection. So some of these things, the point is, is that you get in rhythm doing these things. So you see, you start to feel less of that imbalance, or at least when you start to feel that low, you know what to do. Like for me today, I mean, if I stay home for more than a couple of days working, cause I can do a lot of these podcasts or some of my work I can do from home. The problem is I get stir crazy and I start just like, it's just, it's not good for me. I'm, I need to be with people. So I immediately will get out or I'll have to get active in the middle of a day of sitting or writing. If it's, if it's more of a content day for me, I'm like, you know, three hours in, I'm like, I'm out of here. I got to go for a run just because I know what it's doing. And I'm, I'm like, 
thankfully, we're smart enough to read our bodies now and our minds and go, okay, we got to autocorrect right now before it starts to just, you know, slide. And that's what this book is to do. It's supposed to help with that. So connect is the, is the relational health. I think a big root um, for people in general is unforgiveness, and that can become toxic in everything we do. It can touch everything we do. And so one thing I always ask in the beginning of the book is for everyone to take inventory of their life, what's right, what's wrong, what's confused, and what's missing. And if we're real honest, uh, especially in the area of relationships, something will surface where we have just either held on to something um, someone falls in a category that we're like, I just, I'm not good with that person. And I don't care if it ever changes, but in the end, I really think it only affects us. I mean, we can't control the other person's decisions on how that thing went down, but we can control whether or not we release it and we just let it go and we forgive and we bless them and we kind of like move forward. Um, so I think forgiveness is a big, huge piece for our freedom and of mental, just ability to have, again, that posture of gratitude, which builds, um, our self-confidence, builds our imagination and helps us create, which is the last rhythm. Rebecca, I love this third point. Meaningful connection with others is so important for your life and your entrepreneurial journey. You'll always go further with others in your life than you'll go by yourself. And I love that you said it doesn't just mean taking from others, but also giving, which feels passion. Yes. Um, that I'm here from so many people that, that this section is one of their favorites, uh, partly because I talk a lot about recovering passion or dreaming again. Um, this idea of working with your hands or learning something new, taking a class, saying yes to risk. It's things that people really want. They want to awaken to this vocational health, this like, what is my life about? Um, what do I get so excited when I talk about that? My countenance changes. I kind of get crazy eyes and people are like, Hey, you should pay attention to that. That seems to be natural for you. It's kind of effortless for you. And I think a lot of us, if we go back to our eight-year-old selves or our nine-year-old selves, our 10-year-old selves, we will find the things that we're doing today that we love so much, we actually loved then. Maybe it looked like a different version of that. Um, But I think of kids who haven't learned to be afraid yet. They just do what they love and they do what comes easy for them. Kids don't really want to push themselves too much. They want to do what is already effortless for them that they maybe have a natural bent toward. So mine, for example, I was called Becca book as a kid because we didn't have a TV. So I don't know if it was out of like, like necessity or desire, but I was just like, I'm going to just read voraciously. I read books upon books upon books. We, you know, I was basically a kid of two teachers, math and English teacher. And I lived in the library. I met, I read 62 Nancy Drew books just in fourth grade because I had nothing else to do. (laughs) But I remember like loving mysteries and I wanted to solve things and critical thinking became a huge part of like the way I would process life. And, um, I learned so much about life through the power of a narrative arc in a lot of different stories in in the library, like public library growing up. And I never then as a kid thought I'm going to be a writer. I didn't even actually in college major in that. I majored in communications and PR, which is funny because now I basically talk or write for a living. So I guess it makes sense. 
But, but when I was 32, my mom was pushing my son on a swing, my second child. And she said, I always thought you were right. And I was like, well, that would have been super helpful when I was picking a major in college because I just didn't see me having uh, a trajectory to be a published author of multiple books. That was like beyond my comprehension, um, especially then. Like people weren't, not just anybody was writing, you know, like you had to really. And so anyways, all that to say is I know now that readers make writers. And if you grew up with a pretty extensive vocabulary and you were able to read people who are very honest and, you know, as I got older, I read more literature, but the idea was it, it wakened something in me that, you know, came full circle a couple decades later, which I think is really fun. Absolutely. I love this last point because creating a brand is a community of creators. This was an action-packed episode, a great overview of your book, Rhythms of Renewal. Again, those rhythms are rest, restore, connect, and create. Rebecca, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation and I hope um, everyone's encouraged by it. I've had the opportunity to interview many people and even shared stages with big names and celebrities at times. And I can tell you that throughout my journey and experience, I've discovered that it's very rare to find someone who has a holistic understanding of life and purpose the way that Rebecca does. I've even found that some highly successful people are missing it on one or two of these rhythms that we talked about today. And I want to encourage you, go back and listen to this episode, make sure you capture those four rhythms. And also, I want you to consider picking up a copy of this book, Rhythms of Renewal, which I'll have a link to in the show notes. Rebecca, thank you so so much for sharing with us today. It was so cool to hear your journey and just your experience in life and how you've turned it into these four rhythms. Rebecca wanted me to mention one resource for you, and you can find it on our website is rebeccalions.com slash quiz. It is a short test you can take that will tell you your healthiest rhythm, and I highly encourage you to go check that out so you know where you should be focused and where you can be working. Rebecca, thank you again for sharing today. I believe we're all going to feel less stressed and anxious and living more of a life of purpose and peace because of what we heard today. For show notes from today's episode, visit creatingabrandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be bringing you another episode next week.